Welcome to Thousand Hills. We'd like to thank you guys for tuning in. Hope you enjoy this message, and we hope that it speaks blessings in your life. The title of my message today is Run Your Race, Running Well for the Lord. And most of you guys know that I am crazy and I like to run, so I won't go sit in a deer stand when it's 38 degrees, but I will bundle up and go run, which most of you would say is is equally insane. But I don't know, I just enjoy it. I started running, you know, in high school I had to run because I I played basketball and I didn't play softball, so in off-season they made us run cross-country. And I didn't really enjoy that, and then in college I kind of ran a lot because I liked ice cream a lot. And so I would, you know, I was trying to ward off the the weight that you gain in college. And then I, you know, had kids and it was kind of just, it became my time, I guess you could say. And for me, I just enjoy it. I enjoy, you know, seeing God's creation, the skies and cattle around where we live and um, horses and all that good stuff. An occasional skunk that I have to run from every now and then. And But it's just, it's a great time. It's a lot of you that do hunt or, you know, love to ride horseback or whatever. You would say that that's, you know, maybe when God really speaks to you and, and, you know, when you really just kind of feel close to the Lord. And I would say that that's kind of true for me. I feel like um, it's kind of my way to just get away and uh, not be distracted by laundry and, and kids and you know, all the things that pull us a bunch of different directions in life. And I feel like that's kind of when God really pours into me. And I also love to go and do road races. So I'll go and if you guys, some of you guys have ever done like a 5K or like a color run or any type of run. Yeah, they're kind of fun. If you're a people watcher, even if you don't like to run, you should go just to watch people. You see a lot of really exciting things. I mean, some of those men wear shorts shorter than any of the girls. And it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of comical. So I love to people watch. I also love to go and just go somewhere I've never been. We got to go to Colorado in June for a race that I did. And um, it's fun to meet new people too. At that particular race, they came and got us like in a big Greyhound bus and took us to the top of a mountain and we got to run down the mountains. And a girl is like four o'clock in the morning came and sat by me and her name was Kate and Kate was from Utah and so we got to visit and just kind of get to know each other develop a friendship and then um, she was like you need to come do a race in Utah and I was like all right I will and so I did in September we went to Utah uh, literally got there raced one day and came home that same day so it was a really quick trip but I got to see my friend Kate and so it's just kind of fun to you know get to do things that you love but the truth is that we are all put here to run a race in life. In Hebrews 12:1 it says, "And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us." And so each of us are running different races in life, whether that's in your job, whether that's um, at home raising children, whether it's, you know, in your hobbies, just whatever it is, everything that we do has been marked out for us, like the verse said, and we are to run uh, this race of life. But we should all be running toward the same goal. So even though each of us have a different race and each of our races look different, we should be running towards the same goal, which is Jesus. And our goal here on this life should be eternal life with him and to make an impact impact on our world for him. So you might be saying, okay, well, Heather, that sounds great, but you know, how does that, how does that work? Well, I'm going to tell you how that works. The first point for today is you have to enter the race. So I can say, oh, I'm going to go do this road race. That sounds great. But if I never actually register and enter the race, then it's just a great idea. And so what you have to do to register for a race, and it depends on the distance. Like I said, if you do a 5k, that's, you know, 3.1 miles. So that race might be, you know, $25 to enter that race. Or say you want to go do a half marathon. Well, that's 13 one mile. So they charge you more to run further. Isn't that crazy? So people are crazy. They pay to go and run. I, I 
can't wrap my mind around it, but I do it a lot. And so, you know, that race might be $60, $70. So they kind of get more expensive uh, the, the further that you go. But anyways, you have to pay a price to enter the race unless you get a friend who owns a business and they sponsor you. Okay, Bo has a friend from college, and he has Oklahoma Sports and Fitness Magazine, and he said, hey, Heather, if you'll wear this tank top, this jersey that says Oklahoma Sports and Fitness Magazine on it when you race, I'll pay for your entry fee. I was like, sign me up. I'll wear whatever you tell me to wear if you're going to pay for my entry fee. So that's great, and you know what that does for me is it makes me want to run a little bit harder because someone else paid that entry fee, right? Because I don't want to, you know, show up dead last in the pictures and be like, go Oklahoma Sports and Fitness Magazine magazine, you know, and they're like, yeah, that girl's horrible. So anyways, you tend to want to run a little harder when someone else has paid your entry fee. And the same is true in the race of life. We have to sign up. And you're like, okay, what, what does that mean? Well, you have to ask Jesus into your heart. And I know that this is basic, but it's life changing. And it's the most important decision that I've ever made and that you'll ever make. And John three sixteen, it says, for God so loved the world that he what? He gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So guess what? Because Jesus died on the cross for you and for me, he paid our entry fee into heaven. And I'm so thankful for that. You know, what that does, again, is the same thing. Just like I want to run harder in a race because someone paid for that fee, I want to run this race of life hard for Jesus because of what he did for me, because of the sacrifice that he made. It makes me want to pursue him harder, and it makes me want to make his name famous in this world. Like I said, accepting Jesus will be the best decision that you've ever made. And maybe you're here today thinking, uh, just like that song said, I'm not, I'm not good enough. I'm imperfect. When I, I look in the mirror and I'm unlovable, that's how sometimes we feel about ourselves. But God takes this mess that we are and makes it a beautiful message. <laughs> want to encourage you that no matter what you think about yourself, that's not true. It's what God thinks about you. And he sees you as beautiful. He sees you as worthy. And he sees you and obviously loves you enough that he sent his one and only son to die so that you could have an, a paid entry fee into heaven. So once you've entered the race, we need to run with grit. So number two is you need to run with grit. And you might be saying, okay, well, what's, what's grit? Well, grit is perseverance, it's endurance, and it's toughness. And it's one of our uh, values here at Thousand Hills Ranch Church. We value grit. Bill will say, grit, don't quit. So when the going gets tough, we persevere, we run hard, we run fast after God. And look at the verse again in Hebrews 12.1. It says, run with what? Perseverance, the race marked out for us. And this means that we have to press on, we have to race hard. And you might be saying, okay, well, what does that look like? Give me an illustration of what that looks like. Well, we're to work hard in everything that we do. And I'm just going to be honest, sometimes that is a challenge. Like it sounds easy, uh, we're going to run hard after God. But when it comes to it in our daily lives, I mean, it's just, it's sometimes hard. And I find myself one of the, I would say, sins that I struggle with is complacency. Um, it's so easy to just, Get up, get the kids ready for school, do life, do work, um, pick the kids up after school, cook supper, go to bed. I mean, it's easy to just walk through life, 
doing the mundane things that we do every day and just kind of do enough to get by. Um, I tend to want to take the easy route. I want to just kind of, oh, that's a challenge. Oh, you want me to teach Sunday? No, I don't think so. <laughs> that's that's too hard. Um, I like to stay where it's comfortable. This isn't comfortable for me. It's not comfortable to get up here and, and look at 200 whatever people staring at me. And a lot of times it's a blank stare. But y'all are doing really good today. I'm seeing a lot of smiles, so thank you. And I, you know, like we talked about last week, like having those one-on-one conversations with people, that's sometimes hard. It's awkward. You don't really know how they're going to, you know, receive what you say. You're nervous. You're afraid that they're going to find it offensive or, you know, whatever it is. But I've realized, and I want to share with you, that we're called to run hard with Christ. And you know what? It's fun. <laughs> you might get a little sweaty in the armpits like I do sometimes when I do it, but it's, it's fun to do. And it's fun to see when God uses you when you're just willing to change someone's life for eternity. I mean, that's exciting. Something else I want to point out is that when I'm complacent, it not only affects me, but it affects everyone around me. It shows my kids that, hey, you can do just enough to get by in this life. It keeps that person that I needed to speak some truth into from hearing a word that God had given me. So I think that, again, we just, we have to challenge ourselves to step out of that comfort zone and get past ourselves and past our selfishness, which basically it is, and speak some truth into them. I know that there's been times in my life where maybe I wasn't making some decisions that I should have or was going down a path that maybe didn't honor God, and someone spoke truth to me and said, hey, Heather, if you want to receive God's blessing on your life, you need to live a life that he's going to approve of. You need to make decisions to honor him. You need to live a lifestyle that glorifies him. And they helped me step into that that path where I could receive God's blessings. And so when we don't do that because we're scared or whatever, that person uh, is affected by that. Getting back to running hard. We have to train and we have to race if we want to run hard after God. And a lot of you know that um, I'm trying to qualify for Boston. The Boston Marathon is, you know, like probably the most popular marathon in the world. But you don't just go and run Boston. Like you can't just register and show up. You have to run a race that they, they think is fast enough for you to be worthy to be accepted into their marathon. And so I'm going to just kind of explain how that works real quick. So a marathon is 26.2 miles that you run, and you have to run a race that um, is sanctioned. So in other words, it has to be a Boston qualifying marathon. So you have to make sure that the marathon that you choose um, is a qualifying marathon. Um, and then what they do is they say, okay, how old are you? So I'm 35. Well, from 35 to 39 year olds, you have to run a certain, you have to run a certain time. Each person has to run a certain time depending on their age. Well, for 35 to 39 year olds, you have to run um, your marathon in three hours and 40 minutes in order to qualify for Boston. So that's like eight minutes and 23 seconds, I think, per mile for 26 miles. So, um, and then you have to do that in a certain qualifying time. So from September to September is the qualifying window for Boston. So you would have to run between September to September a marathon in that time to be able to just qualify for Boston. I have not done that yet. I'm still pursuing that goal, but it has not happened yet. I ran three this year, and each each one got a little bit better, but I'm still still shy. But the thing about it is, is just because you qualify, it doesn't mean that you even get to go. You have to actually, this year, they cut it off because they take the fastest runners first, and you had to run about two and a half minutes 
sub what your qualifying time was. So in other words, if mine was 3.40, I had to run like a 3.37 something just to even get into the, to the marathon. And so I've worked hard. I mean, I've done workouts that, I mean, I wanted to throw up. I haven't done that since high school. I mean, if you ran in high school and you're like, I'm going to puke, this was so hard. Yeah, that was, that's been me. Bo Bo can testify to that. Um, I've done yoga with my friend Jeannie over here, trying to, you know, stay flexible and keep from getting hurt. I've gone to the gym, you know, probably four or five days a week, lifting weights, trying to get stronger, but I haven't, I haven't been good enough yet. But the point is, in this race of life, we have to train hard also. And for us as Christians, what that looks like is reading our Bible. We have to read, you know, God's Word. We have to hide it in our hearts. I mean, there's been times where I've sat down and maybe was having one of those conversations that's kind of nerve-wracking. I'm talking with someone who just, you know, lost, lost someone or who's living a lifestyle that doesn't honor God. And I'm having to kind of speak some truth into their life. And, you know, sometimes when those happen you don't have your Bible right there. And so what I've done, you know, when I was, you know, in college even, I would memorize verses. And so when you hide God's word in your heart, when you need it, it's there and you can recall it. And so I've been able to, you know, use verses that I've memorized. So memorizing scripture is so powerful. Praying, you know, worshiping, coming to church, all of those things train us to run the, to run the race, you know, come into our ranchology 101 class. How many of you guys have been to that yet? Good. Well, you need to go, and what that does is it's going to teach you, okay, I've accepted Christ, but I don't really know how to, to you know, train. I don't know how to read his word, really. I don't know how to pray. Well, that class is going to help with all of that. And then also in our info bar, we have this little booklet, and it's called the Next Step Booklet. And it tells you, okay, you've accepted Christ, now what? How, you know, and it tells you how to have a quiet time, which is just spending time in God's word and, and all of that stuff. But the point is, we do all of this to train, and so we're trained up, we're ready, but then we actually have to go to the race. You know, some of us as, as Christians, we've trained, we've studied, we know the word, we pray every day, but we've never entered the race. We're just kind of watching from the bleachers, letting everyone else do the race. Well, the point is, you know, if I'm going to go and I'm going to train and spend 16, 20 weeks, you know, training for a marathon, you bet I'm going to show up to the race, right? I'm going to put all that training uh, to work. And so we have to we have to get out of the bleachers and race in this life for Christ. Um, and you might say, okay, well, what do you mean? Well, in Mark 12, 30 through 31, it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. So our goal in this race of life should be to love God and to love others. To run with grit, we need to, again, invite people out of the bleachers. We need to open our eyes. We need to, you might be saying, well, Heather, I don't feel like really ever have an opportunity to share my faith or to speak truth into someone's life. Pray for an opportunity. God will provide you an opportunity and pray that he opens your eyes to recognize it. It might be the cashier at Walmart is having a rough day and you just smile at her and say, how are you doing today? It doesn't always have to be a super spiritual conversation. Um, It's just loving on people, taking an interest in others, sending people a card when they're going through a rough time, smiling. I mean, that can lift someone's day up just by a simple smile. Giving them a tip today when you go out and eat after lunch. Um, all those things can show, show love to people. We, you know, I'll just share this. My husband is very generous. I've shared that before. But I got to visit with a girl the other day that's a waitress. And she said, you know, a couple weeks ago, Bo, uh, y'all, were, y'all were here eating. And Bo gave me a tip. And it was a good tip. And she said, you know, I was going through a really hard time right then. And I had some bills. And I wasn't sure how I was going to pay him. And when he gave me a good tip, I was like, wow. That's God, you know, and that that was her exact words. 
And so you never know that, you know, just giving someone a few extra bucks, what that can do for their, for their life and how that can open up their heart for you to talk to them about, about Christ. Um, mentoring someone, just finding someone that you can have lunch with. And sometimes when you hear a mentor, you think, gosh, I don't have time for that. You know what I do when someone says, hey, I've got some questions for you. Or, hey, can we sit down? I say, hey, yeah, give me a, send me a few questions over email. And then when we, when we get together for lunch, we'll, we'll talk about these questions. You know, or I'll say, you know, we might have, not have time. Let's email each other back and forth. Or let's talk on the phone for 30 minutes and let me answer these three questions that you have. I mean, it doesn't take it doesn't take 24 hours to to speak some truth into someone's life and to help someone out that's wanting to grow. Um, and there are lots of opportunity. There's lots of people hurting right now. There's lots of people that are lost and searching. And what I've been able to do these past few months, I feel like a step out of that sin of complacency that I was stuck in. And God's, you know, used me to do some great things that I'm excited and I'm thankful for. I mean, I've gotten to lead a Bible study with some girls to, to speak God's truth to them and show them that they are worthy in God's eyes. I've uh, been able to lead a friend to Christ. I mean, we sat there at lunch and leaned across the table, held hands, and prayed a prayer, and she asked Jesus into her heart. Um, I've been able to, yeah, to share with friends how to grow in their walk with Christ. I mean, there's there's people that just that are hungry to grow, and they just need someone to show them how. I've been able to visit with people about the benefits of knowing Christ personally. And was it hard for me? Yes. <laughs> was I scared? Yes. Was I sweating maybe the day before when I knew it was coming up? Absolutely. Um, but you know what? It's fun. And when, and it's fun because that's when your training pays off. That's when God says, you know, you've been faithful to, to prepare for this time. And, and, you know, you've got my word hidden in your heart. Now let's go do something. Um, and I want to also say on, you know, on our race in life, only you can run your race. Um, you know, if God has a specific person or people for you to reach, only you can be the person that does that. I can't run your race for you. You can't run my race for me. And we don't want that. God will bless you for running your race. In that verse, it said, uh, run with perseverance, the race marked out for you. And so we need to make sure that we're running uh, the race that God has called us to do. And he puts people in your path for a reason. So number one, we have to enter the race. Number two, we run with grit. And then number three is this. We run hard, but trust God's will. Sometimes things don't turn out the way that we want to. I mean, I've spent months, close to a year or more now, training and working hard, trying to you know, run fast enough that I qualify for Boston. But you know what? It hasn't happened. And that's okay. Um, I haven't been good enough yet, according to the Boston Marathon, to run in their race. And you know what? I'm okay with that. If it's not God's timing, I don't want it yet. You know, it's going to be so much sweeter when it's in God's plan. Maybe you've applied for a job. And, you know, what I'm saying, I guess, would, what I would say is we still need to do our part. Like, I'm still putting in the work, and I'm still trying. You still need to fill out that application and show up for the interview. But then trust God. If he wants you to have that job you're going to get that job. If he doesn't want you to have it, you don't want it anyways. Sometimes we think that we want something, but God says, no, I had something much better in store for you. Maybe you're in a relationship and you think, this is the relationship I want, but it's just not working out. Then you need to just trust God because he has something so much better in store for you, and you don't want something that, that isn't in his plan. So we um, have to trust. And, you know, and a side note is, 
I want to say that we also have to be open to realizing that what you're chasing after may not be God's will. And you say, well, how do I know? How do I know if what I'm doing is God's will or not? Well, I would say you find it out in your training. You find it out through prayer. You find it out through reading his word. And you're going to just know in your heart he's going to give you a peace or he's going to make you so unsettled that it's like, okay, this isn't, this isn't what we're supposed to do. And so maybe you're here today and maybe you've tried to share Jesus with someone at work, but they just haven't come around. I would say trust God's will and leave the results to him. Maybe you um, try to be nice to someone at work and they're just a jerk to you every day. And you're like, why, why are they so mean? Well, trust God's plan. And you know what? There may be a day that they face a trial and they remember you and your smile and your kindness to them, even though they didn't treat you so well. And they may realize, man, there was something different about, about you. Why were you so nice to me when I was so ugly to you? And they're going through a time in their life where they need a friend and you're still their friend, even though they've treated you like crap. Maybe your kids are making decisions that you know are going to harm them in the future. I would say share the truth and love, but then trust God's plan. Or maybe you long for something that just hasn't happened yet. I would say run with grit, work hard, but then trust God's plan. Proverbs 16.3, it says, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish, establish your plans. So as Christians, you know, we can remain in peace because we trust God with the results. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful that my confidence doesn't come from a marathon that tells me I'm not good enough yet. You know, that if I didn't have confidence in Christ, I would feel like a failure. You know, maybe, you know, we're, we have all sorts of opportunities to feel like we're not good enough. That report card comes back and you feel like you're not smart enough. Um, you feel like you're not rich enough. You feel like you're not, you know, skinny enough. You're not old enough yet or you're too old I mean all these things the world tells us you're not good enough maybe you your ranch radio team didn't make it to the finals and you feel like man we're just not good enough maybe you rope and you didn't walk away with a buckle or any prize money and you just again feel like a failure we have all these opportunities to feel let down and subpar but the truth is in Romans 8 31 it says if God is for us who can be against us this should give us great peace. This gives me great peace to know that if God's on my side and if he wants something to happen, it's going to happen. And there's no way we can stop it. And so I think, it's, again, just resting in God's will for our lives. And again, he won't call us to do anything that he's not going to equip you to do. You might have an opportunity in front of you right now and you think, there's no way I can do this. You know what? If it's God's plan, he's going to equip you to do exactly what he wants you to do. And I just want to end with this encouragement. Um, in a, you know, when we go and we do these races, and I know I've got, you know, friends here that have done this. You know, we go and we, we work hard and we do this race, and then here's our reward. Isn't that pretty? But you know how hard I worked for that? You know how many tears I shed even during that race thinking, what am I doing? This is the stupidest thing anyone's ever done. But it's fun to look at. You know, I have it hanging in my office, Bo. Well, what we did was we got like a curtain rod. And so I've got all my medals hanging from a curtain rod. And it's fun. It's fun to look at those. But do they give me everlasting satisfaction? Absolutely not. Um, do they really, you know, just change my life? No. But I can tell you one prize that we're going to win one day that will. Listen to this verse. 1 Corinthians nine twenty four and 25. It says, Do you not know... That in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. 
They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. So in this race of life, if we enter and we run for God and we run with grit and we run with all that we have, our prize is going to be well worth the effort. Um, we're going to get to spend eternity with Jesus, and that's the best best prize that we could ever get. And my, you know, again, my encouragement would be take as many people with you. Share that truth with as many people as you can. There are people in this world, and just because we're in the Bible Belt doesn't mean that they know Jesus. Just because we live where we live doesn't mean that they understand that God has a perfect plan for their life and that God can redeem any broken situation that they may be living in. And he wants you to be the person that shares that with them. So I just ask you to close your eyes. Um, bow your heads and close your eyes. I just want to ask um, just a few questions before we end our time together today. I want you to ask yourself, what does God want you to run after with grit and perseverance? Maybe you're here today and you've been like me. You um, struggle with complacency. You struggle with just wanting to do enough to get by. You have your little comfort zone and you don't ever like to really step out of it because it stretches you and it makes you nervous and it's very scary. I would just encourage you to ask God to give you strength. Because when you do, He's going to. Because what you're wanting to do honors Him. If you have a true desire to make an impact on someone's life and to share someone, share with someone the love of Jesus, He's going to give you exactly what you need. He's going to give you the words to speak to that person, even though you might not know Him until right in that moment. But He's going to be faithful in that. Maybe you're here today and you're sitting in the bleachers and you're not even running a race. You're, you're saying, Heather, I've never even signed up. I haven't entered. I know that Jesus paid my entry fee, but I haven't, I haven't accepted that yet. Well, I would encourage you that you, you can do that today. Um, it's, just, it's just simply recognizing that you're in need of Jesus, recognizing that you, just like all of us, are a sinner, that you have sinned and that you're going to continue to sin. But Jesus paid the price so that you could be forgiven. And so maybe that's you here today and you just, you know, you want to ask Jesus into your heart because you've never really done that before. Or maybe you thought you had done it, but you didn't really understand all, all that that meant. Well, I just want to encourage you right now, if you would just pray this short prayer with me. And just say, Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. Just like we all are. I know you paid my entry fee for me and I want to start running for you today. Forgive me where I've failed you and come be my personal Lord and Savior. And God, I want to race hard after you. And if you've prayed that prayer, if you meant it and you truly want Jesus to save you, then he has. And you get to spend eternity with him. You get that prize. And now I want to encourage you to run hard. Run hard after God. I feel like he has each and every one of us um, in, in our specific situations in life for a reason. He helped me develop a friendship with that lady that I got to lead to the Lord for a reason. And it was to be able to show her God's love and God's forgiveness. There's someone that you know, maybe in your family, or maybe it's your child or your parent or, you know, again, a coworker, And they're going through a hard time or they uh, feel like they just can't ever, you know, get this life thing figured out. Just encourage them. Show them God's love. Encourage them that He has a perfect plan for their lives, that they'll just trust in Him. He will take care of the, of the details. 
So, Lord, I, I just pray for each and every one of us that's here today, Lord. I pray that you would just equip us to run hard after you, that we would see other people as, as you see them, and that we wouldn't be lazy, and that we wouldn't be passive, and that we wouldn't uh, let our own fear and insecurity keep us from sharing the greatest truth that could ever be shared. I pray that you would help us to encourage people that are maybe walking in some sin. Maybe they're walking in a lifestyle that doesn't honor you. I pray that you would help us to to show them that, hey, if you live for God, he will bless you. You think your life is good right now. Well, he will take it to a whole nother level. And so, Lord, I pray that you would give us boldness. I pray that you would um, give us the the courage to, to, again, speak life to people that may be going through a broken marriage, maybe going through a broken... Um, time with addiction or whatever it may be I pray that you would use us to show them your redemption, your love your perfect plan and how to receive your blessing um, I just thank you for this church and I pray that you would just continue to bless it and just uh, help us to honor and glorify you in all that we do it's your name I pray, amen thank you guys again for listening today if you've made a commitment today or if you have any needs feel free to contact us at info at thousandhillsranch.church or you can text or call 580-216-6427 and may God bless the ride you're on.